This is Stu Strauss, the Woodsman, and you're listening to Inspirato Projecto. Here's your fun fact. Cliff Clavin makes an, a cameo in Empire. Cheers in, in Toy Story actor John Ratzenberger has a brief appearance in Empire Strikes Back. He's the one who tells Han not to go out into the cold to look for Luke. Then he sits down for a beer with Norm. How about that? Stay tuned to Inspirato Projecto for more fun facts. Awesome. Hello, hello, hello. I'm very happy to see you connected. Now, um, <clears throat> something that is would be good to do, and I always do this right before the interviews, is to sh- turn on the uh, Do Not Disturb thing on the phone and then also um, just, mm-hmm. like, making it silent. Because I've noticed in the past, sometimes it'll kick off the um, – it'll stop the broadcast. I don't know why that is. But once I figured that out, it, it no longer is an issue. Right. So I just had to plant that little seed in your ear. All right, let me go on my settings and check real okay. quick. Yeah. All right, it's all on silent. Awesome. Dude, Um. okay, so you – all right, so the the listener who's listening right now, I found this young man uh, – or actually, he discovered me through a mutual TikTok um, guy who goes by the name Metatron, and he's just got all these different profiles these days. You, you never know. <laughs> I, yeah, like, I can kind of sense his vibe, like even when he makes a new – profile i'm like huh i wonder if that's metatron sure enough i go to his page and it's him again (laughs) yeah so i just don't know how people can keep making so many accounts and stay like on top of all those things and always creating Mm -hmm. content it's like it blows my mind it blows my mind so you okay so you were led to me through him what did he did you was it something that you saw in a comment section that I did, or did he suggest that you follow me, or how did, how did you uh, across he Brian? tagged me in one of your videos originally? I think it was, and then I I started getting my ears started ringing as soon as I looked at your face. It was like a, a remembering thing. I didn't know who you were, like I didn't know who you were to my soul or anything at that point. I was just like, okay, that face looks familiar, you know. So I then I messaged you or whatever, and then I have okay, this go this starts going kind of deep. I believe there's an inner voice and I can be in contact with that inner voice if I silent my mind and just shut it up, you know, and just listen instead of thinking I already know the answer. Mm-hmm. And when I did that, I, things were revealed to me. Like, I don't know if you want to get into this uh, right now, but the past life things, you know. Dude, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All this stuff fascinates me. All this stuff fascinates me. So... I've done the, this has happened with multiple people before, not just you. Like I've, I've seen familiar faces and I'm like, huh, I wonder since I already have like preconceived knowledge about myself, if somebody else might've shared a past life with me or not. And, uh, you, the name George Martin popped into my head. <laughs> wow. Like instantly. And then I went to look up his face and then I started like freaking out a little bit cause you guys look very similar and all that, you know? And this is always how it comes about. Like I have buddies who, like IRL, who I shared this with, and we're we plan on making music and forming bands and shit. But before I get into that, I need to say what I'm gonna stay here. Excuse me. That's right. Yep. <clears throat> okay, where I was going is that uh, I have a couple remembrances of my past lives 
And one of those lives goes by the title of John Lennon. And I, you, you probably remember this time. You remember the Grand Conjunction 2021? Yes. Yeah. Right about then, I started getting really into spirituality and stuff. And I was already into it before that. I'd taken psychedelics a couple times with my buddies and all that. And uh, I started meditating on the couch one day. And then just out of nowhere, he, his face just showed up. And I was like, okay, that face looks familiar. I saw the circle glasses and shit, you know. And then I went to watch the Imagine video. And then fucking my ears started going crazy, dude. And this is where it really all started. I went down every rabbit hole imaginable. Like. <laughs> that you can possibly think of like none of the answers are on the outside and that's what i had to learn pretty much you understand right it's even though listening to your intuition on the outside the, in, the answer still has to come from within because the inside doesn't exist without the out and vice versa so when so this was like one of the first times that you had a, a feeling of a connection to you know being able to um you know, is this, would you say this is the first time that you sort of uh, were awakened to, to the, oh, yeah. the spirituality I, aspect? I had had multiple moments before where I, like, so I believe I have, I've had a couple soulmate connections that I've ran into, and we've had shared experiences where our bodies like, start shaking and our ears start ringing and shit. And uh, that's where it originally started. I had this girl that I'd been friends with since I was little. And we lived 400 miles apart. So one night, our ears started ringing like crazy. Like I was trying to tear my head, my hair out my fucking head and stuff. Because it wouldn't stop for like an hour. And then eventually, I ended up just texting her. And we popped up on Snapchat at the same time. Like we called each other at the same time. And it ended up not, she ended up getting very scared of it. And it ended up teaching me a lot of lessons about attachment, relationships, all that stuff. And, uh. Where I was going with that is, uh, shit. Hold on, I need to slow my conversation down a little bit. Well, I think it's, um, it's definitely something to pay attention to when something like that happens. I mean, these are things yeah, it's that happened. we can't ignore, you know, and when they happen and we keep seeing examples of these things happening and we, and we pay attention to it. And then, in fact, when we realize that, oh, wow, this manifested reality is happening now because I, you know, specifically – imagined you know some days ago or years ago or whatever going oh wouldn't that be interesting if this happened and all of a sudden you find yourself stepping into yeah. that thing and going i am living that moment that i had that premonition of long ago and when you start i noticed just in my own uh spiritual spirituality and connection to the universe is mm-hmm. the more that i pay attention to those things and the more that i look back on my archives of all the situations where that was totally true i go okay you know what now I can just completely intentionally do it now. Now it's not just some kind of accident of like, oh, wouldn't that be interesting if this happened? Now I know for sure that when I say this thing, it will come to play at just the right time when it needs to. And yes. all the events will be aligned. And it's it's amazing when you find yourself really. Yeah, you're always exactly where you need to be each moment. It will, and, and it's so interesting because especially when – so the more that I find myself strengthening that relationship and, and uh, with, the, with the universe – and the more I'm finding myself coming across folks like yourself, these highly, you know, evolved spiritual beings who are just like, whoa, you know, they're opening their minds to the, uh, yeah. you know, the epiphanies and the revelations. And so, so that, that time when you saw John Lennon's face in your, in your mind while you're meditating, 
Um, would you, and you're saying you, you have the, the ringing of the ears and the body shakes. Was this the first time that you experienced that aspect of where it's like, uh, yes, it's like a bell, like a resounding yes. Like, ah, this is something to pay attention to. Um, that was one of the very first prominent times it had happened previously, but I had no lead to go off of. So it kind of just left me wandering late nights at bed. You know, what was that? Whoa, <laughs> whoa. whoa. Okay. So that very first, if you can remember some of the earliest times, I, I would love to know and investigate. Uh, well, it all really been... started. Well, the thing is, I believe as children, we have all this knowledge. And then as we get programmed, as we go through society and school and all that, we lose touch with things like imaginary friends, all that yes. stuff, our connection to our soul, all that. Because we get told it's not real. We get made to be fit, feel all these different ways that are not truly us inside. And uh, I did have those. I, I, I almost lost those things. Like I forgot about them until I met this. I have this buddy. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to call him. Uh, I'm going to call him Z. Okay. For th- this podcast. And uh, we... We met at a friend's birthday party, like a mutual friend, and it all really started off from there. We started chilling. He played guitar and stuff, and he was really good at it, so he got me to pick it up, and next thing you know, we're chilling, and I'm playing guitar with my thumb on my lap because I don't know how to hold it yet, you know, and it really just started from there, and then a couple months later, you get into the summertime, and we're taking shrooms for the first time together. And oh boy, this is where it all really fucking started, man. Right here. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, we took them, both of us together. We had a trip set of our buddy. He was also, you know, an, another part of our group, another part of our soulmates, or whatever you want to call it. I don't even like using that term, to be honest with you. But it's uh, what I'm saying is we went on the trip or whatever. Went in the backyard, we were just chilling for a while, and then it got really intense. Like, the ground started breathing and stuff, you know? Ooh. <laughs> like, we could see auras on stuff. We were seeing images overlaid on the vision that we already have project. Like, we can see the outside world, but there's an overlaying image effect over it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was seeing, like, seaweed and stuff. <laughs> it was weird. Wow. So you were and able then, to kind of see in between, like, what, other dimensions possibly? Yeah. Or the other, it was like know, I was seeing through the veil for the first time. Incredible. Yeah. You know, it's My interesting. third eye was going crazy. It, it felt electric. But <laughs> Well, it's interesting because, like, a lot of times, you know, these philosophy books, they're you know, people are like, oh, you know, uh, uh, Socrates or whatever. They, they go through the list of all these great philosophers, Alan Watts, all that stuff. And, and yet so many times it's hard for people to actually recognize a modern day, you know, just for the lack of a better word, philosopher or, or you know, or one who's enlightened or really mm-hmm. tuned into um, trying to figure out the mechanics of their relationship to 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 the uh, to the unknown. Um, to the <laughs> yeah. And, and it's like it's interesting because when those of us who are interested in these types of su- subjects find each other i man i notice the synchronicities flowing so much faster because there's yeah. a, a celebration on both parts of it there's you know this person is excited about them i'm excited about them they're happy to share theirs with me i'm happy to share mine with them i'm happy to hear theirs they're happy to hear mine you know and it just keeps going and is building and yeah. building and it feels so good when that happens. And I think that's the optimal time to start putting out those intentions, you know, for those sort of reality manifestations. Now, to get back to something that you said, you went down all kinds of rabbit holes. When you when you open up that door and, and you go, okay, this is something to be paid attention to. What were some of the first pl- things that you started? Was it, Did you go to videos? Did you go, okay, what books talk about this? You know, how do I? Uh, it took a minute to get there. 
Uh, I'd like to continue on where the trip was leaving off. Oh, yes, 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 please, yes. Um. After that, we couldn't really, we didn't want to be in the house anymore because we were trying to cover our heads in blankets. Like, we were literally gripping on for dear life because we took like three plus grams each for our first time. And <laughs> like, eventually we had to go on a walk because it was getting too hot inside. Wow. And uh, there was a lot of traffic. There was yard sales going on that day. There was lawnmowers, the train going by, and all that stuff. Like, it was. Uh, no, there wasn't a train. We ended up going to the train station. It ended up freaking me out because I could like hear the vibrations ringing off the train tracks, even though there was no train there still. Wow. When we got back on our way back from the walk, which took about a good 30 minutes around a couple of blocks, we went through this nature trail. And that's when we kind of we kind of forgot about our buddy Austin, who was walking with us. And me and Zephyr literally had a full like 10 minute conversation in our heads. Like we we were talking in our heads on the shrooms or whatever. Ooh. Once we got to the end of that trail or whatever, we looked at each other as if we had had the conversation with our mouths open the whole time. And we didn't say a word. Whoa. Yeah. And after that, we kind of just, we, we had to walk back up through the neighbor's backyard to get into his side of the fence or whatever. But it kind of felt like an end of the movie scene kind of thing. Like, oh, that just happened. Now what do I do? Like, <laughs> I just broke the basis of what I thought reality was with my buddy on shrooms, you know? Yeah. You can't help but question what really is, you know, under situations like that, it really helps kind of uh, melt away social constructs and all the stuff that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I believe are... humans are naturally telepathic. And mm-hmm. I, believe, I believe it's called telepathy, though. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bashar talks about that. Tell empathy, and that's why empathy is such a such an important thing. And it's it is something to be careful of because those of us who are empathic, you know, we tend to want to go there, you know, and be there in that with that person's space while they're while they're recounting a story or going through a thing. And man, something it's there are a lot of just sad empaths out there because of that. You know, they don't know how to like. Oh yes, if you if you don't learn how to transmute energy and uh, only take in information and not like. Hold your own. You have to. You have to know how to project. You have to know how to uh, receive, and at the same time, make a shield in that process between the receiving and the process and all that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it's your auric field, pretty much like a barrier you form with your own, like whatever you want to put into it. <laughs> I mean, I believe unconditional love is the most powerful force in the universe. Not the universe. That's just another thing. I believe it's the most powerful thing in the all that we exist in. This soup, mm-hmm. or whatever, this infinite soup, and I believe it's what holds it all together. Because think about it, it's a love with no conditions. We, right. as humans, we we struggle to do it without what, like <laughs> you know, we have so many conditions on our love here, and we would never expect something to have no conditions. And when you get down to it, it's like everything is made out of a structured vibration, which scientists call them atoms or whatever. But we, I believe we really have no clue, you know, like what anything really is like they, they right. show us science and I believe it's only to fill us our brains half in. So right. We accept part of the truth, but not the full truth. And it keeps us in this like rabbit race. But well, and it's interesting, too, because everything gets infinitely smaller and everything gets infinitely larger. And so 
you know, mm-hmm. the more that they like Alan Watts talks about how you could build the most powerful microscope, but you're never actually going to get to the end. Of, you're never going to be able to get to the end of it because yeah. there's always going to be something more that the universe has given you to look for, to search for. It's like a funny little Easter egg. It's like, aha, now that you, you know, you've built that telescope, you know, or now that you've built that microscope, now you can see this. Well, wait, there's more, you know, yeah. and same thing with the telescopes. It's just like no matter how far you see out there, there's always going to be more for the universe that, that will give us to to investigate and to mm-hmm. you know dive deeper into. So um, now I want to ask you about this with with now with some of these people you went on the trip with, were any of these guys you had mentioned to me? on Instagram about how in, a, in addition to you getting the vibes that I'm George Martin, you know, re, reincarnated, so to speak, or he was, he, I was him in a past life or, or, you know, as Nostradamus says, it's all, it's all now, right. All the past, mm-hmm. future and a, you know, it's like all happening right now. Yeah. Um, so that's something really interesting to wrap our brains around. However, just using words like past lives and stuff like that, it's, yeah, there really is just no a placeholder. Past life. Right. It's an alternate life. It's all happening simultaneously, all layered on top of each other. So that we may have abilities to tap into those past lives. And the thing is, once you get into it, you realize, though, okay, let's go back to our past lives, for example, when we share with the Beatles or whatever. Mm-hmm. For example, that though that is really cool, and in this world that we're in right now, it shows up as almost unbelievable because there's these, there's these famous people. But realistically, that means nothing in the grand scheme of infiniteness. Like, you could have created this whole game with those characters there just to have the experience you're having now. Wow. And that's a really eye-opening thing. Like, <laughs> kind of leaves you just breathing for a second. Like, what am I doing here right now? <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, and that idea that we're co-creating the existence together, and so we're you know, it's like mm-hmm. certain parts of certain uh, reflections of ourselves arrive at certain times, at the perfect mm-hmm. times, when we need to look yeah, at Yeah, like I go, said, hmm. I don't believe, so you can't see your own face without a mirror, so I believe that the inside doesn't exist without the outside and vice versa. Like, you mm-hmm. heard as above, so below, as within, so without, and then it's as below, so above, as without, so within, and you can reverse it, like, each each way, you know, and that's because... I believe for you to even be on the phone with me right now, we have to be at a reflective vibe, you know, to even exist in each other's realities. Right. Because otherwise, in a sense, I would know I I would just not exist to you and you would just not exist. to me. Yeah. Fear has to exist for love to exist. So there can be the choice. It's really intriguing when we you know, we can trace back all the things of like, oh, I wish, I, you know, I would like to know about this someday or wow, that'd be neat to know someday. And sure enough, the universe, you know, presents us with uh... this is the life of knowing this is I always found myself sitting when I was little, like it's when I started to fade out of my spiritual like abilities. when I was little, I always just why am I here right now? What is so important about being on Earth right now? I mean, I was trying to break through all the illusions what people had told me, like what humanity is doing here, that we're really just trying to do the best we can. You know, like I believe I I got I shut out of that real early because how much like it's like polarization, the opposite of emotions, like everybody's stuck in this fearful, angry state and hateful state. And that does not seem natural at all. And I never saw it as that. So that's really what led me here at a base level, because it's like this does not even feel right. Nobody loves each other. We're not united as a like collective mass. And it's really sad. (laughs) 
So, so the, the, the vibe that you got of, of where you felt that familiarity with John Lennon, have you looked through like any of his biographies, any of that stuff and seen, maybe he's had some specific quotes that you have yourself are, you know, found Oh, me and I, me and him are very similar. I view, I view it as like, he's me. If I, he's, I view it as he's, you could have been him if you were put in those same situations with the same, like. Before you come here, you chose exactly how your body was going to look, I believe. You designed every facet of the instant moment you were there. Like, the family, like, the situations you were going to have in the family, the relationships. I believe it was all known to a certain extent. And even if it wasn't, I believe there was a point before you incarnated where you already watched the whole thing play out just so you'd have that preconceived, you know, intuition. But then again, that goes back to everything's happening now and all happening now anyways so there is no before or after but it kind of helps us as humans in a linear like aspect keep track of shit you know <laughs> so you you were saying that you had also you know you you also got that ringing in your ears with other people that you had come across where you go well mm-hmm. this person you know is this yeah. aspect of the beatles this person is that aspect of the beatles yes i have found all i have all four members we got John, Paul, Ringo, and George all up in here. And the guy I'm closest with right now, Z, is he's George in his past life. Uh, I'm friends with uh, Calvin, too. I'll just say his name because nobody's – we're not going to find names. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's, it is what it is. Uh, but he – we're not on really on speaking terms right now. He's very spiritual, but we got into a bit of an argument, and it's almost a test of fate right now, you know. It's kind of weird, but if somebody guys... ended up stealing money from my buddy uh, Z's house, and then we ended up thinking it was him, and that's kind of where we're stuck right now. But oh, yeah, it, it, it we'll get over it. We know we yes, yeah, it's all good. It's just then there's Ringo in this life. He's, his name's Austin or whatever. Uh, he's going through it right now. He's at the beginning of his awakening, pretty much. Like I believe. When I first talked to him about it, it kind of tr- triggered something in him. And now he's on like a landslide. He's going through a lot of ego deaths and I can see it, you know. Wow. Yeah. Wow. One day we'll all come together and be able to just be buds. But right now me and Z, are, we, we, we're very sound in trusting each other and who we know. We know our names on the other side, all that stuff. We're archangels. What are your names on the other side? Uh, you know Metatron, right? Yeah. Metatron is my angelic twin brother. My name is Sandalphon. Say, say that again? Sandalphon. Sandalphon. And he is your... He's your brother? Angelic twin brother. Like Angelic twin brother. It's Alpha Omega energies. It's uh, He... He's the head. I'm the feet of that angel. But with it, it's 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 this. They're two different entities, but the same. It's like they're they're representations of the God energy, of Source energy. We all are, but it's how much do you choose to be that? How much do you choose to be the reflection of that Source, and that unconditional love? And yeah, Zephyr. He's. He, I I believe you're even an angel. We. I believe there's a lot of angels on this planet. There's. When it comes down to it, an angel, really just is a a vibration, a color. So, for example, you could hold two red 
red uh you can hold a red shirt up next to a, a rose for example they can look like the same color red but they're really not and you know why as much as they look the exact color it's a different material it's a different structure it's a different vibration so at its core i believe a color really is the difference in everything like we we separate each other through race and humanity for example right so there could be two people with the same skin tone of white but they're different beings in their essence, in their vibration. So it's not the same color. You pick up what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, it's interesting too because each sound has a color. I've been thinking a lot about this, like like putting on a show where the the um, the notes that are coming out of what you're playing, uh, those colors are then played simultaneously with that. So so you're mm-hmm. you're actually getting that full sensory experience of those colors that are coming through there. And then plus you get into that idea of like the frequency aspect where you see like where they'll put sand on that plate and they'll go, you know, and they'll vibrate it at a certain thing and it makes a certain pattern. And that's fascinating to me too, which I think would be great to kind of like, here's a mind bender. I I think so find any like color you can find in your room right now. Tell me what color it is and just, it could be on any object. Uh, blue. All right. For you to see blue, that wall or whatever it is, is reflecting back to you every color except the color blue for blue to exist in your reality. That is fantastic so think, to think about that. You know how I said a minute ago that there could be two, to your human eyes, it could look the same color blue, but one's mouthwash and one's like a carpet, mm-hmm. you know? So they're, they're the same color as we would, that's how we always say the same color, but it's a different vibe at its core of what it is, a different material. So I take that as the same as beings. Like we might have the same skin tone, but you're a completely different color than I am, as in you're a completely different vibe. You're a completely unique being in this source. There's nobody exactly like you experiencing the now moment like you are right now. And that's why we're all divine puzzle pieces in my mind, each one of us. Well, and I think that's why it's so like, so I went to, I learned improvisation. I've had a few improv groups and I think once I, once I got into improv and I realized that whole yes and aspect and the idea of all for one and one for all, and you know, mm-hmm. everyone is there and for each other, it's an ensemble experience. Once I had that, it opened up so many channels of insight to me and seeing that symbolic representation in everything. And so I've always, anytime mm-hmm. I've, I've had friends, my, my mission is like a total non competitive thing it's a Mm -hmm. computer completely like collaborative like okay how can i help enhance your you know your passions your talents how do we enhance that and if this person is doing it to this for this person and everybody in that group is doing that i mean whoa they're all honoring the most powerful thing humanity can do is unite and show each other love and compassion and reciprocate equality in every aspect of the relationship you know that would like to be reciprocated in it reciprocation yes big time reciprocation is is the biggest aspect and um i've been reading this mr rogers book and i realized that um all the stuff that i've that i you know how i treat other humans is came from me watching mr rogers and i realized wow so many people don't understand the golden rule because they they many of them just were were not raised on mr rogers many many people did not at an early age understand what that was like kindness and treating each other with respect and going oh wow that's a neat idea let's see how we can serve that idea and Mm -hmm. um so i think that's why we might see some some things kind of slipping with people's minds because they don't know they don't know that it doesn't have to be competition all the time they they don't realize that you know 
They don't I believe have to that's have ingrained in a very early age. I have to be better than you because it's a It gets ingrained as a survival skill, I believe. You right. have to have something better than the other person, and that's why I believe. Like pharmace- I'm gonna go to the pharmaceutical industry. Like I believe personally, there is already the cure for everything humanity needs and desires for the me- like our medical needs, but they need leverage. They need money. They need to have some way to keep people who might be able to become in contact with their souls and actually change the very fabric fabric of the reality at bay through a mm-hmm. system of like inequality, and that is the money system, I believe. And they're they're always gonna constantly be giving us fake cures, fake. They it goes really deep, man. Like I don't believe the pharmaceutical industry, like, is there for our benefit at all. I believe it's a slave system, to be honest with you. Same with the renting system, like all of it. We're really yes. just slaves, new modern slavery, I believe. Yeah, I can see those aspects. And what's so great is knowing that you know, knowing yeah, knowledge, that we we have that knowledge of. Your reality is your reality. My reality is my reality. And even though all those things that might seem like, dun, 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 oh, here comes the empire, dun, 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 yeah. dun. You know, it's like, even though some of that stuff is like, oh, no, here comes Darth Vader and the gang. Um, it's like, wait a second. Like, we, we, by us being that powerful being in our own specific reality, it's funny how something can totally exist for so many other people who are willing to agree to that reality. And it just will not touch me at all. <laughs> and I yeah. look around and I go, how is this possible that, like, I, and then I realized, well, it was because I chose to create, you know, part of my own path and to follow my intuition and to, to listen to my higher mind, you know, and I am not letting myself watch, you know, I'm not watching the news. I'm not paying attention to politics. I'm not looking at any of that stuff because I look at it and I go, wait a second, what's, that's what manifests your reality when you take that in as your only source of information. Right, right. And then you don't know, you don't what, know thoughts what thoughts are your own. Mm-hmm. It's a very scary thing. Like, <laughs> Well, it's not too scary when you're in the midst of it because you have no clue that you're that gone. Like, right. it's, You ever heard the Pink Floyd song, Comfortably Numb? Yes. That song, I believe, perfectly like represents in its like, emotion, like the masses of humanity, what it's talking about. Like, We are also just... We we get we like there's McDonald's for like sake you know what I'm saying like we are so comfortable we can just chow down relax watch TV we don't have to do anything we don't have to like each other we don't have to put any effort in but for ourselves and that's where a lot of people get stuck because they don't see the benefits in helping other people they only see the benefits in helping themselves you know in the grand aspect because they're really oh I'm just gonna die one day anyways so what does it all matter. Yeah, it's really quite uh, like I saw a video of a lady stealing this woman's shopping cart from her. And then ladies just put, like she's got her trunk open. And she's taking this other lady's stuff out of her shopping cart as she's walking out of the out of the building. And the, this lady's just putting all of her her stuff in, in, into her trunk, just stealing it right there. And I'm thinking, holy cow, something like if we were to trace back to that behavior, like who taught this person that it was OK to do that? You know, who? Like yeah. someone raised that person to go, yeah, go ahead and just go ahead and take what you need. Take what you want and do what you want and who cares and, you know, like mm-hmm. screw everybody else. Like you just wonder like, whoa, like why was that a preferable teaching uh, mechanism? You know, I guess when people are so deep in their own self, self-loathing, they're, they can't see the, the, you know, the silver behind the clouds. They can't, mm-hmm. they can't see that. And it's. Nuts. If you can see something within yourself, it's it's damn near impossible to see it in somebody else. So, 
Um, that goes for like, um, I'll use family members for like an example. Like my father, I he works very hard, but at the same time, he lost that part of him that really likes to, I don't know, be around other people, share conversations, be mm-hmm. in a loving vibe. Because it's almost we get this over masculinization type thing going on and we feel weak to show our emotions we feel inferior we feel like we can get used and taken advantage of because of how many times we really do see it happen in just the real world like people just doing other people so wrong you know and i guess a lot of people get stuck in that gray area where it's so mistrusting because we don't trust our own feelings anymore we don't trust that we could sense a good person even if they came up and slapped us in the face you know yeah, it's, um, you know, I remember as a kid growing up going, I do not want to be an adult and I do not want to be an adult. And I remember how mm-hmm. much I cried when I turned 18 and how much I cried when I turned when I was 20 and so on and so forth. And just cr- like, going, oh, my God, like I'm getting farther and farther away from being a kid mm-hmm. and this innocence and this enjoyment. And I don't want to become this bitter, crusty, you know, like whatever adults when I look at adults, I go, that's what that represents to me. Someone who's bitter with the world. They're they're just like there's this uh like i don't know what's the what's the word i'm thinking of just like like pettiness you know yeah. people treating each other and that whole idea of like well you gotta you know you gotta hustle you gotta climb up that mountain and it's like geez man oh you why do we need to do up? that we're right. naturally born on this planet we're made out of the very materials that this planet consists of and we have to pay to live on it <laughs> like what it is such a funny crazy crazy thought and i'm glad that you know spirits like yourself are waking up to these ideas and holding on to you know you're able to see through the social constructs i think a lot of people during the quarantine they're able to see through a lot of social constructs because after all it it took something like that and to shut down the businesses yeah like, you're not just gonna have a fine orchestration i believe well and the the crazy thing is too is that people looked at this and they go wait a second all right hold on so this business that told me that it was impossible for me to work remotely now the business is trying to figure out a way to make me work remotely because this is what it has to do it has yeah. to find out something new. and, and that so feeds, interesting that feeds well, the metaverse i was gonna we can get into that but oh yeah go on yeah no, keep talking. I was just well. I, I mean, I was just thinking, like, so as as those as those I as those like social constructs were breaking away, and people had to just sit there with themselves, and they had to decide, okay, do I enjoy my own company or not? What mm-hmm. is my own company? What thoughts are my own? Or am I just going to turn on the news and wait for it to tell me what to do next? Or am I going to, you know, I'm maybe yeah. it's the people who are so used to being out and just like losing themselves in just. And being in crowds and, you know, all those distractions and, you know, paying money for $25 craft beers and et cetera, et cetera, all the way down the line, it's like Mm -hmm. all of a sudden all that social construct goes, it shuts down and no celebrity was any better than anybody else. No sports person, no, you know, nobody was any better than anybody else, put everybody Mm -hmm. on the same field. And then it was like, who really cares, you know? Yeah, what what you're gonna look like? People are just walking around their pajamas all the time. You know, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. so interesting, so interesting. I believe it. It it's causing it. COVID is. It's just. I don't even. I wouldn't even like calling it COVID. That's what they want you to call it. I believe it was gonna happen regardless, and it's part of the whole plan. Like it's it's part of the good plan. It, it had to happen this way. Mm-hmm. It had to be the separation in consciousness. So. 
we could leave that plane of consciousness because there's people who aren't going to believe in it, man. No. But at the same no. time, they're coming with us. They cannot. The, the only version that isn't coming with us is the version of them that is stuck in that low vibe. That yes. person, that soul is still going to be there, you know? It's got, Nobody well, goes without the other. Like, we're all, I believe we're all one. So, and it's not even, when you say we're all one, you can get trapped in, oh, we're, we're so similar. We're, we're also so, so very different. But it's, I don't know. Um, you can, you can, it can kind of scare you to think you're all one when you first open your mind to that aspect because you're like, I don't want to be that person. I'm not, I'm not the pedophiles. I'm not the rapists. I'm not the murderers. But sh- at, at a core level, they wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to have the choice not to be that if you didn't know what it was. Right, right. You need that for that contrast to know what you mm-hmm. do not want, what you do prefer, and what does enlighten you and what does make you feel good in moment to moment. Because, I mean, honest to God, everyone is racing to satisfaction. I don't think it's mm-hmm. really said out there, but, you know, when people say, oh, I can't wait to retire, what does that mean? Oh, I can finally relax. I can finally be satisfied. Yeah. I can finally be happy. That's the so, worst mentality. Right? And then people are, like, waiting to be happy. Wait, what? after this happens, after that happens, and then after this and after that, and all those other things happen, then... Then I can finally breathe a sigh of relief. Then I can be happy. Well, here's an interesting idea. What can you do right now to try to be happy in this moment now? Because just imagine that when when you're when you're you're like, what if you were to bring that future happiness into this moment right now and find a way, you know, and then watch your reality change before your very eyes? Because then it's going to reflect those aspects that are going to. Yeah, like I ask myself, like as many moments as I can the other day, what would love do now? And I take that in for myself. I'm like, what would I, not something that would make me comfortable, not something that would make me nonproductive in my own eyes, something that would make me like, yeah, you can't lie to yourself. And that's what I've realized. Something that I would thoroughly enjoy that would benefit me in the day. And that's what I believe when you ask yourself that question. And then you can in turn use it for other people. But I believe that's where it starts. You got to make your own day better before you can make others. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's interesting because this goes back. You were saying something about selfishness. And it's Mm -hmm. interesting because that in itself, someone could look at that and go, that's selfishness because you're you're choosing to, you know, to actually care about your very own vibration in this moment in time. And how dare you do that? Because you're not over here. Uh, helping me out with, uh, you know, my misery. Well, yeah. hold on a second. You know, what What about you standing over there with your misery? Why don't you try to do something to figure out a way to not be miserable, find a way to enjoy yourself. And so that way we can share in the idea of trying to, you know, so we can both share in that frequency of someone who mm-hmm. is doing their best at, at shining as bright as they can and enjoying each moment to moment. And because yes. um, it's like, it's such a backwards way. Abra- you know, Abraham Hicks, she always talks about the vortex and, She's like, if you're going to manifest stuff, you can't manifest from that low vibration of like, oh, gosh, I really want, you know, I really <laughs> want abundance. Well, it's like, OK, hold on. Change your attitude. You know, you got to you have to step into happiness and excitement first before you you try yeah, to manifest your vibe That's the language. Really you know? attracts, your vibe attracts your thoughts pretty much, I believe. Like there's a whole there's a whole scale of. The, OK, you can be at let's say you're at grief, for example. There's the bottom barrel of grief and then there's the top half of grief where you're just you can in change go to a different emotion once you yes. get out of grief and i believe where was i go that was very deep that had a very deep meaning i lost well, you can climb up that scale right of those emotions yeah it's like your thoughts can get stuck in the middle and that's where a lot of people can't pull themselves out of in certain emotions especially like hate and anger it gets harbored in their lower energy centers like you can feel it i've, I've had parts in my life where i've been very down very sad 
and it feels like I'm carrying something, like I'm being pulled down by something, and it's hard to get up in the morning, you know? My will to live is just... And I... Okay, your solar plexus is solar, soul, our, our soul. Okay, the sun. Ooh. Yeah. We are the living sun in human form, I believe. We are spreading light just as the sun does. I use bees as an example. Like, uh... They they're the perfect example of what to do. They they spread love, like through their existence. They they pollinate all the things. They, they don't ask for anything in return. Right. But at the same time, they're self sustainable. They like, and then it gets into the Schumann resonance. You ever heard of that? Yes. I believe they. You've heard the quote: "The bees, their little fat bodies, like their wings are too small. All that." Right, like there's they no way their... that they could actually, if they were, if you were to take that as like a human who had that kind of portliness yeah. about them, there's no way they could fly, right? You're like, what? How's this impossibility happening? Yeah, I believe they vibrate, vibrate at a love vibration, and that allows them to, in a sense, levitate using the Schumann resonance because it, it's a crazy concept when you look at it. But it's really, we're all crazy. That's the whole thing. Nothing is crazy to me anymore. I believe everybody on this planet, if they don't do some internal realization and do some like meditation, some internal work. We all have mental illness, all each and every single one of us. Yes. And it's, that's, that's the fight right there saying you don't have a mental illness because how would you, it's just complete ignorance. It's complete saying you already know the answer. Well, and it's the funny thing I like to say, I like to say often that we each have our own delusions. Every, Mm -hmm. every single person has their own, you know, their system that's set up in their brain, the way to do things, this is the way to do it. That's how you do it. And then, you know, and then you go, okay, well, who's that person influenced by? And then who are those people influenced by? Who are those people, you know, and, and it's like, huh, you know, going back and back, but it's like each person has their own way of doing what they're doing. And they're trying to, you know, mm-hmm. just trying to find some comfort, trying to find some satisfaction, trying to, you know, just a lot of cases, people are still r- running so far away from whatever, trauma is going on and yet they still keep talking about their trauma all the time it's like how can you ever expect to just like abracadabra and finally like just vanish it out of there and not Mm -hmm. hold on to that when you're constantly telling people about your trauma that's something that you have to go back through the you literally have to sit and feel it and allow it to leave your body or transmute into a higher emotion because it is not going anywhere until you look at dead in the face because I, I use this for example. This gets down into the nitty gritty, but your own worst enemy is the man in the mirror in every aspect. You see like people you see people get like identified with schizophrenia, all these things, and they see dark entities, all that. It it when it comes down to it, sometimes it seems like these people really have no control over what's happening to them, but at a core level I do believe in most cases that they do and they are creating these versions of themselves that end up tormenting them from the outside pretty much because even if they're not creating them they're in a vibe of terror and straight fear and it's attracting all these things and you're really just creating your own experience it's not there's no good or bad in this it's all really just what do you want to attract and good or bad is all just perception in my view it's i don't you know what i'm saying mm-hmm so well, it's interesting because one person's good is another person's bad. One person's favorite yeah. political opinion is someone else's hatred for that opinion. One person's favorite sports team is another person's, you know, uh, uh, oh, how dare you like that football team? Whatever. Yeah. You know, but each side, every single side has all the reasons why that these are the best ideas. 
and why all those ideas over there are the worst ideas and those people over there are the terrible people. But then those people are using the exact same things that these people are holding as the, the most important things. And those people over there are going, well, those things are ridiculous that you're doing. You know, this is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, well, okay. that's why it's I believe so unconditional love is where it just rests because it's a love with no conditions. You can look at any human. If you get that instilled within yourself and you can see a version of you like completely. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They're just reflections of you. And we're all creating this together. And at a certain point, I believe it's starting to speed up a little recently. I mean, most of us who are in tune with this stuff can feel the planet and its energy shifting right now. Yes. It's, yes. it's getting very intense. It's I'm, Even my own family members are starting to become aware of th- these things. Like, they're having ear-ringing incidents. Like, it's, it's just how it happens. And I believe a majority, like, people are going to start having some crazy dreams that they cannot wake up the next morning and be like, oh, that I can just discount that because they're going to be personal things. They're going to be things that piece apart their traumas and their dreams. Their souls are going to start feeding them information through that other side that we have. They pretty much slept on literally for so long, literally sleeping on the dream world. You can get like Nikola Tesla is a perfect example. He tapped into that and he was getting information and creating his inventions from that other side, you know? Oh, yes. Oh, gosh, I love knowing that there's a parallel Earth. There's a, there's a version of Earth that exists side by side this right now where Nikola Tesla really was was awarded and uh, and and appreciated and all of his ideas mm-hmm. got out there in the world. And he was totally not squashed uh, or looked at as crazy, you know, just like that. Version where he's thriving and we're all thriving thanks to that. And. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. I love that idea of knowing that that, that he, exists. Nikola Tesla knew, though. He knew it wasn't time. And that's the whole thing. He knew he had to be there at the time he was, as sad as it is, to literally just be a pillar of light during that time period, even though he knew it wasn't necessarily going to be anytime soon in the way we view human time or whatever that is, you know, years, all that. And we there really is just aliens walking around man there's i don't think alien the word really exists i believe like there's advanced souls and there's it's all information pretty much it's all memory and some have more memories than others and that's what we call older souls you know more experience more like a more completion within oneself and it allows you to experience a higher reality or a lower reality you know what other kinds of uh, past lives can do you associate with that you remember? Oh, boy. Well, I know another one, but it's, it's kind of out there, man. I mean, somebody would... I already <laughs> I already told you about the John Lennon thing, right? Yeah. But I believe at one point John Lennon figured out a past life of his own. And the cue the drums, Benjamin Franklin. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And that started showing up to me because how I see my face when I look at it in the mirror, I'm like, I look like him, John. I look like, obviously, I look like myself, but I, I, I see it like a combination in my face of the two. And it's kind of, it's always, when I first only found out about John Lennon, it was kind of, I was sitting there like, um, something may add up. There's another, there's something I did between, either between the crossing over of lives into this one. Where, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was something else that happened in my evolution for me to be a certain way, you know? Yeah. And so you and so you would associate with Benjamin Franklin, his uh, 
I believe he's a he's a lifetime where I was learning how to be. You know, I say I. He's you too. Like we're you're Benjamin Franklin. You're John Lennon. But it's who who do you resonate more with in this reflective thing we right. got going on? And at, at a core level, you really like Benjamin Franklin and John Lennon. They are the Archangel Sandalphon, and that's the Archangel that might like. You go to the highest level I can go to in my plane of existence, and that's where I resonate, up there with archangels. And now, what have you discovered in your researches with Sandalphon? Um, I've been here many, many times, and we, ha- me, me, and you helped create this place. We all created this place. It's how aware of it are that you created all of this? Every little facet, every little, you, the room you're in right now, you created it in some aspect, like. Not in some aspect, like the whole thing, and it's because you are me and I am you, and some there's I believe there's one source consciousness on this planet, and it's all exper- it's experiencing itself through all of us. Yes. Know? So one day we can have that original thought, and that's what gets that's like the reverse Big Bang. That's when we I believe the Big Bang was the separation from unconditional love. It created fear, so we then could experience what we were not, because we got kind of sick of just playing the same old same old. Oh, I know this. Oh, I know that. We got tired of just knowing everything, so we wanted to experience what we weren't, and here we are right now having this conversation, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's interesting how, you know, like Dolores Cannon, through the QHHT stuff, she's, she realizes that a lot of these, you know, there's that idea of that soul contract of these, of you know, before you choose your, you, cho- you choose who your, who your parents are, you choose how you're going to die, you choose the way in which you're going to die, you're going to... You choose, you know, all these things and you got your soul people. And I, I finally came to the realization the other day and I was like, oh, my gosh, because all throughout this time, I was like just thinking like, OK, how do I how do I know who is the like the people that I made a soul contract with? And finally, the, what what came to me was as I was talking with this younger couple uh, when I was out at this this bar with with the band. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, I had such a familiarity with them. I had like, I felt that I had like, I'm so, they were so familiar to me and I must've known them in past lives. And in that moment I realized, aha, this vibe is the vibe that, that our, you know, bodiless, you know, in the soul contract, this, this is that, um, that, that thing, that, that button that's pushed that goes, uh-huh. Yep. These are the people that you made a soul contract with. If you get that mm-hmm. vibe where you feel that, just like you're saying, the telepathy, the, the conversations are flowing fast. The ideas are like, Ooh, Ooh, Ooh. And you're saying stuff that they were just thinking about, or they were saying stuff that you were just thinking about, or you're about to say. Yeah. Um, you're tapping like, into that source connection and then you're experiencing it with another being. And it's quite beautiful when you get deeper into it. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Because those are the people you want to hang on to. Those are the people, the people who, in addition to giving you a safe zone to like really, really, you know, when you're in a a room full of uh, fringe, fringe dwellers, explorers and and dreamers who just love going, Ooh, let's try this. Ooh, that sounds so absurd. Let's do it. You know, it's like, rather than looking at it going, "Mm, that's not practical or uh, chances are that won't happen or I don't think so. It's like, that's operating from that sort of like, that pa- that sort of passive mindset of someone just kind of sitting on the couch critiquing things, but it's the people who are out there exploring, testing out new waters. You're going, all right, let's let's see how far we can let's see how far we can stretch this thing, man. And mm-hmm. I really wish Nikolai Tesla had a group of buddies like that that he he could have been able to, you know, people who really totally got him, who understood um, mm-hmm. what he was. What you know he was who got about. him? His pet bird. 
Is he loved that? Yeah, he had a pet bird. I don't remember what it was. It was either a dove, or I don't know what it was. But he had like a literal, like intimate relationship. Not like you know a sexual relationship, but it was very loving. It was like he knew that thing had more intelligence behind it than just a bird. What we would wow. like. The thing is, I believe it's all just labels. Like the second you're born, you're told a bird is a bird. When it's it's not a bird, it, you can make up your own meaning to what it is in that moment. Like. You ever just be walking outside and it's almost like you have a thought and then a bird will tweet and then it like rings right through your head and it's like, oh, I just got a confirmation from like a yes. bird spirit. Yeah. Yes. That's why you can't really call it a bird, I believe. They're they're each their own being, even if it's the same species. There's two blue jays. They're sa- the same color. This goes back to the color thing. There's different vibes in their being. They're different souls. They're, even though they come from the same source, for, they're different fractals of that source. Well, and what's interesting, too, is when you start researching, like, what those birds mean, what that what that symbolic representation is to all Mm -hmm. the natives, you know, who've grown up on the land and had such a like I frequently think about the fact that the sky, fire, ocean, trees, nature, animals, all that was was the television. You know, that was the the Mm -hmm. motion picture entertainment for for people growing up. And no wonder they had such a closeness to the earth and to um, their connection to the clouds and all that stuff and go, oh, when this when this type of bird, you know, does this at this particular time, that's an omen that this happens. And it's like it's incredible when you really it's like those are the people that I listen to, you know, the the Mm -hmm. shaman, the spiritualists, the the past life regressionists, the, the channelers like. Those are the people who are doing the best that they can to try to form a relationship with all that is. And uh, it, so it's like, hmm, let me let me listen to those people rather than the limited brain, you know, humans who are mm-hmm. denying, you know, in the existence of these things. And then they wait until they they make some sort of invention that then 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 it shows that those things exist. And they're like, oh, OK, yeah, actually, those things are real. Yeah, no, no, those things are do exist. It's like, well, yes, well, what's going on? What 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 stopped you from? It's like you had to invent the thing in order in order for that to show you that this was a, a reliable uh, mm-hmm. piece of information. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. There's many. Okay, we're on a podcast right now, and there's very there's a lot deeper conversations I could have with you if I was like just talking to you. And I will. I plan on having those conversations. You know, like. Uh, but one of the things I want to do is show you like the Akashic records, all that stuff. I want to teach you how to tap into that stuff. Well, I'm not te- I'm, thing is, I'm not teaching you anything. I'm just helping you remember. I'm mm-hmm. assisting you. And like, it really is as simple as like closing your eyes right now and just trying to make a conglomerate, like, I don't know, idea of like, like if there is a source of like information, memories, all that. How can I tap into it? How can I make it feasible to my mind? So the Akashic Records, for example, it's like a library of information. And we can do this right now, actually. Because Yeah, let's do it. Because then All right. the person who's listening, they'll, you know, they, you're, you're teaching them. Hi, this is Steve Peters, and you're listening to Inspirato Projecto. It's a face palm, a face palm, a balm of calm, like a napalm bomb. It's a face palm, a face palm, crumbly malm of loamy alms. And how soon do you think you to t- do it again? It's a face palm, a face palm, carrot cum alms playing Brahms on prom. And how soon do you think you to t- t- do it again? 
Palms from Guam Quam's the cable comes Arthur Grom Rom Diatoms Glom in their moms It's a face palm, a face palm The book of psalms and rhymes and rhymes And how soon do you think you'll do it again?